Legacy Maker, the All Sports Network, presents a Sertoba Media production where the struggle is real to be awesome. Five, four, three, two. The wait is over. So you're giving it to Dale Earnhardt Jr. because he piggybacked off of his dad's name. The because only difference is because there was a junior at the end and not a yes, senior. Yes, yes, and, okay. and because and because the, 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 the fact is, Drew, point with, oh my God. <laughs> I had Miami Heat winning last night. I was, I was upset too when they lost. us with you because of the fact of what you Get your popcorn ready. It's time for the In or Out Sports Debate with your hosts, professional wrestler Ellis Pollard and Drew Willingham. That's right, we are live. Welcome everyone to a very special episode 30 of the Inner Out Sports Debate. I'm your host, Drew Willingham, along with this week's special guest, well-known here in the Richmond, Virginia area. He is professional wrestler Ellis Pollard. Welcome to the show, sir. Ellis is here. I promise you that. With that, while we figure out what's going on with his screen, let's go ahead and acknowledge the Vault of Fame. And with the Vault of Fame is where we acknowledge the previous participants here on the Inner Out Sports Debate. Go ahead and click that. Now. Acknowledge me. And here with the Vault of Fame, we acknowledge the previous participants here with the previous episodes now that we are at a very special episode 30. And with that, first episodes 1 through 11, we had Rob Johnson. Episode 12, we had Tyrone Montgomery Jr. Episode 13, we had Corey Mann of the Undisputed Champions was here. Episode 14, we had Greg Anthony, the Golden Boy. Episode 15, we had Tyrone Montgomery Jr. here back again for an all-NBA edition on episode 15. Episode 16, we had the Snowman in the Morning uh, co-host, Brian Snow, here for episode 16. Episode 17, we had Darrell Owens, former Mr. Rollback for Walmart Supercenters, here for episode 17. Episode 18, we had Brian H. Waters of the Wrestling Realm podcast here to discuss all wrestling majority of that episode. Episode 19, we had James Brown of the Legacy Maker Sports Network here for the Interhouse Sports Debate. Episode 20, Wale Ekinso of Fox Sports was here to discuss a lot of football and basketball. Episode 21, the son of the Golden Boy, Greg Anthony, Xander Anthony, kid NBA historian for the second ever All-NBA edition here on the Interhouse Sports Debate. Episode 22 was the other half of the Undisputed Champions. Wally was here to discuss a lot of professional wrestling and football. Episode 23, Pisco, Paul Schofield was here to discuss a lot of topics within this realm of sports. Episode 24, Corey Mann of the Undisputed Champions returned to discuss a lot of topics here on the Inner Out Sports Debate. Episode 25, Joe D. Joe Diller Jr. was here to discuss a lot of hot topics here on episode 25. Episode 26, BCQ, Becca Cottingham Quimby was here for the first ever NASCAR edition. Followed by episode 27, Lamont Thomas was here last night for the first of two for Double Debate Monday. Followed by James Brown last night for the other half of that. And earlier this evening, Darrell Owens and Jeremiah Quimby were here for the first ever trios edition. Here on the Inner Out Sports Debate, episode 29. 
first part of Double Debate Tuesday. They were here for that for episode 29. But right now, I got a very special guest joining me for episode 30. We're about to bring him in now. He is Mr. Ellis Pollard. Mr. Pollard, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you for having me, Drew. Hey, anytime. Thank you for sticking with me. I don't know. That was an earful. I'm uh, We got to acknowledge the previous participants and I just, without you guys, I wouldn't have a show. So thank you for taking the time to be here. I got to acknowledge you just like Roman Reigns says at the beginning. Got to acknowledge you. And for that one last acknowledgement, you can find the inner out sports debate on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Twitch. And I got to make a graphic for now, Spotify, Amazon music, Google podcasts, as well as Apple podcasts, which will be syndicated after we go live this evening. So with all that, we got a fire, fire episode here with Mr. Pollard here. But before we get into that, I want to give a little bit of a background. And Jacob Sexton, who um, is a friend of the network, created a very, very good interview for you a while back. And it's about a minute and 50 seconds. I'd like to share this uh, with our viewers here. Watch wrestling back. You're talking about Ric Flair back in the, um, I guess, mid and early, um, late 80s. So from there, it just became such an interest of mine. I was like, man, I would love to be one of those guys. And today, he is. Ellis Pollard has been wrestling professionally for about 10 years. He is constantly competing as a member of classic pro wrestling. But he thinks back to his first night at wrestling school. It was hard. I mean, trying to learn how to take bumps. Um, that first night, obviously, I didn't get it. But I kind of got the concept of it. So I just kept going. I wanted to get it, wanted to get it. I was really nervous. I had butterflies. Now, wrestling is more than just about glamorous entrances. It's about character development and making sure that you're physically able to compete. Uh, I got into working out at some point because of pro wrestling. Pollard's wrestling character is known as Salvation. He will soon face Sledge Gibson. athletic as a kid. I played a lot of football when I was younger. I didn't do anything with it. I watched WrestleMania one day. And I was like, you know what? I'm a wrestling fan. I could do that. And he has done that. Gibson has risen to the top of his industry in about a year. One wrestling icon says that the profession is shifting towards younger competitors. It's changed because you got nothing but new guys now. And then training takes a long time to get them right. Pollard is one of the older guys now. And still believes he can hold his own in the ring. So I'm getting older, um, over 40, so it's like, as an athlete, you know, a lot of athletes retire around that time. You really never stop learning or you never stop teaching people, no matter what it is. Um, you can always become better in life or in the ring. For VCU Insight, I'm Jacob Sexton. Pollard will compete in the Classic Pro Wrestling Championship on April 20th in Alette, Virginia. You said it there, man. You, you said it. You, you know, it's, it's harder to compete after 40. Give our... Uh, Give our viewers a little bit of insight what it's like to be Ellis Pollard now and, and what are you doing these days, you know, given with all that? I'm taking my time. First of all, um, I guess if I was in big leagues, uh, WWE, AEW, I'd probably be considered a part-timer. I try not to wear myself out so I can stay as long as I can over the years. Maybe not as long as Ric Flair, but, you know, as close as possible. At some point, you got to know when to hang up the boots, to lay them in the ring. And, you know, I would rather see some of the younger talent that's starting up, some of the green guys and girls do their thing and not me having to be in their spot of space, taking up their space so that they can cultivate and become what they're supposed to become or what they want to become in this industry. And all at the same time, I would like to help them 
more than the guys that's already been doing it for a while because they're on their way, like like Slash Gibson and a few others. And um, the people that was there that helped train me, um, it's hard to put it into context unless you're really there in the element of it. A lot of people speculate, a lot of marks think that certain ways it should go this way or uh, that didn't go the way that it seemed like it should have. But it's so much more to it than that. Business-wise, as well as the business you do inside the um, office or the square circle. I don't know. All in all, I like to see where it's going to go, especially here locally. Um, my whole goal at the end of not a place centrally for them to train, legitimate place, not just a place that somebody's, you know, all due respect, backyard or, um, you know, they, they got to do what they got to do so they can put it wherever they have to put it. And um, but I want to have to have it in a facility or a building, something that, that people can drive down the street and see the banner, of, you know, a legit place for people to train if they want to get into pro wrestling or if they're already in pro wrestling to hone their skills or just even to get in shape because it's going to be a, you know, kind of a gym attached to that as well. So that's my goal going forward, you know. I'd say I'd say it's a really good goal because there's not enough of that in our area like we were talking about. You know, it's we you know, if you go further north or, you know, in somewhat south, mainly for further north, you will. You'll find it. But not so much in our area here in the, uh, the in which is sad, the capital of Virginia. You know, you know, you when you really think about it, it's really, really sad. But when you really put all that in perspective, we do have some fire topics. I want to I want to use, you know, part of what you're saying here to kind of contribute towards these topics going forward. So with that said. Let's go ahead and roll this into round one. Round one. And here with round one, we'll go ahead and take this into wrestling needs to be more consistent with reality and storylines and less with the gimmicks. And it, it looks like, um, you know, I'll have to take this one first. Looks like Ellis having a little problem with his, with his feed for a second. I'll go ahead and take... Uh, this one first, and, and with this, you know, when it comes to more reality and storylines and less with the gimmicks, I got to go in. And with me going in with this, it's it's because, you know, it, with, with some of the things like Nikki A.S.H. and some of the characters they've had in the past, I mean, they even had to revamp Alexa Bliss's character for crying out loud because of everything, because of the way her character was going. So with all that said, of course, you need to do more reality and storylines and less with gimmicks. I kind of want to see something more like in AEW, what like John Moxley, a, a real life brawler, like he's going to come to you in the bar. And he's going to look like he's the guy that can whoop some mother, father, and ass, okay? He's the guy that I want to be watching out, out there in the ring and not some flying around like the Hurricane from the back. Even though the Hurricane had a great character and it was pretty fun, you know, pretty funny. Like, what's up with that? You know, what he would say, you know, back then. I would have to like that character as probably one of the ones that would say maybe I'm a little hypocritical for saying it, right? But when it comes to wrestling needs to be more consistent, with the reality and the storylines and less with the gimmicks. Yes, they need to be more consistent with the topics in their storylines overall in general, because we don't want to see a three week storyline that builds up to a crappy pay-per-view or now live event match. We want to see something that has been building over time. And that's what I feel like AEW has the slight edge over WWE with that. And, and how do you feel about that? Mr. Pollard, do you, are you in or are you out on this one? Oh, I'm in. 
Mr. Pollard is oh. in. Or the floor is yours. Man, if I can stress anything to me personally, if you don't have a story, you're just having people compete. Um, which in some point in time and shows, depending on how long and stuff that that show goes, of course, you're gonna need some fillers and you got people that's trying to, you know, get used to being out there full time on the camera and this, that, and the other. But when it comes to the majority of the show, I would prefer if I was running a company for everybody to have some type of storyline. I don't care if they started that storyline a year ago, a few weeks ago, but I want I wouldn't want it to be consistent. Um, reason being, when I grew up watching um NWA wrestling locally back in the 80s, um, you would always have every stable had some type of storyline, whoever they were facing. And it almost seemed like it was good versus evil a lot of times. But it always had a storyline to it, whether it was Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair, whether it was the Four Horsemen versus the Road Warriors. The story of this was consistent. If they brought somebody like New End that came in like Steam, it was consistent. You had to choose a side, but it continued a story. And within that story, it's almost like having um, a Marvel movie where you got, you know, you got the first edition of the movie. Then you got the second. It just continues on and it builds and builds. The exciting part about all that is in wrestling, I don't care if you do. I wouldn't do a thousand moves. Probably can't. But if you got somebody that's, for instance, doing one move, they might take one bump or get one body slam. And, and whoever he's wrestling, say that's the face. If the heel coming in, you can tell a story around all that with just that one bump. They could work. They used to work a body part all the time. Uh, I miss that. Like you see it sometimes now, but not really. It's more of like the big pop for the spots, which is great in some instances, but you see it all the time. I want to hear like a story. I want to see a story that's like, a soap opera wrestling really is uh, used to be considered a soap opera for men that's what you know that's what the quote unquote people used to say and when you really look back at the old days i would specifically say 60s 70s 80s if you look at all the old footage it really told a story and i mean when they laid it in they laid it in and it <laughs> the action was you know it was there it was you know like wow that just happened but not just that not just the moves that story would have been told with a punch or the type of match that it built up to because they were territories they used to have um a little local show but that would build up for them to come to the person's town now granted we got all this technology and pay-per-view or um premium events now they got to build to that every week everything changed once the monday night war monday night war started and yes it got really exciting the stories were great i feel like somewhere along the way it kind of went downhill and it was just like blah in my opinion. And then AEW came. Of course, you know, for a while, Vince didn't have any competition. He brought everybody out and had everybody there. And then he got all the indie people, um, which was great. But they had, I felt like they were overstaffed. They didn't have enough shows to put all these people to display their talent. And these are some great workers. So now that AEW's here, I mean, I feel like, not saying that they're really competing, but I've seen the content get a lot more productive as far as like storylines. Not a whole lot of them. And sometimes, of course, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Some stuff is like um, going on that we would probably never hear about unless it comes out or unless they decide to let it come out. So I feel like some of the storylines, like, for instance, Sasha Banks, it gets cut, cut, cut short because of whatever really is going on behind the scenes. You understand what I mean? So I think when 
you factor that in. And of course, now you got social media that tells you everything, the secret of every profession that you could possibly think of, including wrestling. It's just out there. And some people honestly speculate until you hear from the horse's mouth. So even though we hate it, we got to acknowledge politics is in everything. Politics has a lot to play with this, too, and how your gimmick or your storyline or what in money, too. If you're drawing, you're going to get you're going to get the top ones like Seth Rollins. You know, that's the way they've been changing his gimmick. I mean, it's because he's Mm -hmm. still drawing money even this late in the game. Him and Roman, they've been finding ways to draw money. They're the that's why they're the ones that are on top. And they have, you know, Seth has got more of a gimmick, it seems like, with, you know, he went from the drip god to where he's he's now this mm-hmm. Joker-like character. So, I mean, they, they're, they're bouncing around, but it's working. So, if it's working yeah. and it's bringing in the bucks, you're going to keep going with it because politics is everything. Exactly. You know, we hate it. Whether we want to acknowledge it or hate it, we got to be real. It, it's, it's part of it. So, so with that, we, we definitely crushed it here with round one so far. Let's keep it going here with another topic here that you'll definitely be able to help me out knock out the park with round two. Round two. Mm, just talking about this earlier, man. Just talking about how you hope you can be able to keep up with the with the legend, the nature boy, Ric Flair. With this one, with round two, we talk about Andrade will help put Ric Flair over the way a wrestling legend deserves in his final match. How do you feel about that, Alice? Are you in or are you out on this? I'm going to say in. Now, this is a tough one because um, it's going to be a tag match. And in, in, in the business, I guess that would make sense. Come on, Ric Flair's what, upper 70s and he's still going. That's amazing in itself. Um, but I feel like that's the right combination. I mean, I think on the opposing team, if it was me looking back as a fan, as a kid, I would probably want it, somebody like Ricky Steamboat or, or Sting in there just because of the history. But um, I think it makes sense to have i think he's going to get put over the right way and i mean i've been looking at the promos and everything they did leading up into it and i mean i'm looking at like damn wait a minute this is a work because that you know <laughs> what's going on here because i mean i mean summer slam's coming right but my radar is more on this with rick flair and um you know what they get ready to do for this final match and uh be honest with you like when we go back to what we was talking earlier the story it's a story right there, and I'm more intrigued and interested in that than a whole card of a big premium pay-per-view, to be honest with you. So I think all in all, it's going to get put over the right way, considering you got all that knowledge there in the ring, one with Ric Flair and then even on the, um, his opposing teammates. I think it's perfect. Jay Lethal is great. Like, I mean, I don't think you get enough respect right now personally for his body at work. Like, I feel like, I mean, I don't know. WWE might not be for him or vice versa, but I look at him at um some one of the best workers out there um that's been there for a while um amongst a lot of them and um Andrade I feel like he's just getting this start like you know he's been around for a while but he was he underutilized in WWE sorry he was it, underutilized it was disappointing very disappointing mm-hmm. yeah so that's that's my take on it though I think it's gonna be something to see you know whether you're into wrestling or not and even if you're not in wrestling, a lot of people and rappers know who Ric Flair is. So, <laughs> absolutely, you know, I absolutely. Do what? Sorry, my I, head. Think just, I think it's just interesting. Like you could be a fan or not. I think this is the thing to go watch. I think to see how this goes out, and I, you know, it's going to be something. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be all out wrestling. 
bottom line. <laughs> it's definitely going to be interesting to see. And it, I really want to go in and I really do because I want to see Flair succeed here, but I got to go out. Two thousand eight, he had his moment with Shawn Michaels. He had it, and he deserved to go out the way that he did. I think Andrade is going to do a great job, and I don't want to take anything away from what you just said or or anything with what Andrade is going to potentially do. And and those those promo videos and everything leading up to this match have been gold. Okay, I've been watching it. I've been getting hype. I want to see it. All right. I'm not right. trying to be a hater or anything here. I'm just trying to, in my own mind, be realistic with this statement, thinking back on what Shawn Michaels did for Ric Flair and the way that he went in that ma- out in that match, even though it was a loss. But yeah. the way that that was celebrated that entire weekend from the Hall of Fame induction yeah. to his family, the shot of the family, like crying everything, he had yeah. that while his son was still alive. I mean, when you put all this into perspective – that was the perfect time and the best way for anyone to help put Ric Flair over. So when I think about Andrade would help put Ric Flair over a way a wrestling wrestling legend deserves in a final match, I feel like he's going to do his job for today in 2022. But when Mm -hmm. I think about that statement in general, I really think about what Shawn Michaels did for Ric Flair. And that trumps this, in my opinion, when I really put it in perspective. That is true. That was classic. You can't, you know, you can't get that back. You can't recreate that either. And uh, it was respectful. You know what I mean? Even when they, the way that it ended with the handshake and the hug and the I love you. And, you know, it just, that one hit home. I had, um, I felt like I was getting ready to tear up on the inside and I don't really cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I don't think you, this is not going to be that by far. No, but those vignettes leading up to the match, I swear, have been great. I've been loving watching it on YouTube. I can't take away anything from that or their creativity right. in right. this moment. But for what Ric Flair's been through, I just I think it's a little bit of lunacy, especially as so many people are, are promoting it the way it is. It's 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 partial on, on a lot of things in those in those levels. But we nailed it with that one. I got some breaking news. Got to cover real quick though. <laughs> That breaking news is this. Next week, we will be having five volumes of the best of episodes 1 through 25. On Monday, we'll have three episodes, episode 1 through 5 at 6 p.m., episode 6 through 10 at 7 p.m., episode 11 through 15 at 8 p.m. On the next day on Tuesday, episode 16 through 20 at 7 p.m., episode 21 through 25 at 8 p.m. Five volumes next Monday and Tuesday of the first 25 episodes of the Inner Out Sports Debate. You can check out the best round from each episode in those volumes, and that's how it's basically laid out. So if you got some time, check it out. Definitely some interesting and definitely entertaining things to watch. And you can check them out here on the Interout Sports Debate Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Twitch, as well as the Legacy Maker Sports Network, the home of the Interout Sports Debate. You can check us out here on LegacyMakerSports.com. You can see up in the top left corner above us. So Mr. Pollard has been here for two rounds so far of the Inner Out Sports Debate. We have definitely been crushing it so far. We have a third round here to get through, and this one is definitely going to be some fire. Let's get into it. Round three. The former Cesaro, man, this has been one of my favorite wrestlers of the past decade or so that's been well televised, you know, that we've gotten to know. And 
with this one, AEW will not make the same mistake that WWE did in underutilizing Claudio Castagnoli. How do you think about that? Are you in or are you out on this one? Out. He's out. Yeah, man. This one is kind of like it's going good, I guess you could say right now. But just I got a gut feeling that this is not gonna. It's not gonna play at least in my head like I thought it would have. Like uh, I thought that last run in um, WWE, they weren't gonna actually gonna just go ahead and make up for all that time they lost with such a great worker and great gimmicks and everything. I, I, I'm I'm kind of on the fence about with what AEW is gonna do. I just I gotta see it to believe it, basically. That, you know, that's all I got on that. It's just like I don't know. I gotta, I gotta wait and see. I can't really even judge on it yet because they got somebody that is top tier. He's just he's proved it coming up from the Indies and everything all over the world to WWE. Of course, they dropped the ball on him quite a few times. And now I knew I was like he's probably going to go to AEW. You know, I was, in, I was like, man, I know his contract was coming up, and let's see what they do with them. It's turning, but I feel like I, I'm not there yet. It's not, I, I'm not convinced. I don't know. How you feel about that? I got to disagree, man. I, I think I'm going to go in. You know, with, with this, I feel like AEW won't make the same mistake. They've already put the strap on him. They've already been you know, putting him as a big top guy here in ROH as their secondary promotion. They're going to be using in a similar facet of NXT for WWE, it looks like. like you know, Except for they're actually holding pay-per-views and, and more live events. Well, I wouldn't say more because NXT is a weekly show, but it, it's, yeah. it seems like it's got a higher stature with ROH shows. And, and we've got just a wild card of different uh, performers within those cards. So... With the fact that they're going to be having him like carry that invisible promotion or however you want to call it, uh, with whatever it is, uh, that I think that's big, and I think that they're already making a statement here in less than ninety days since he's come into the into the the company. Um, I've always, like I was saying before, he's been one of my my top ones. I've been looking at for over a decade now. You know, here in mm-hmm. WWE now in AEW, but I like the I like the swing, man. The swing and he to get them dizzy and just toss them around. Like that's been one of my favorite. It's a fan favorite move, but. You yeah. got that, and there, there's there's like a handful of moves that really draw you in, and that's that's one of them. It's so simple, but mm-hmm. it, it's it's dynamic. It's great. Like it, it gets the point across. So he's he's definitely yeah. great with creativity with that. Definitely, I can see it. I can see it. But I just I gotta I'm gonna give it a year. I'm just I'm nervous about with it. I would like to see him though. Um, I guess I don't know if you say cross promote, but having them do some stuff where maybe like I want to say an invasion, something like that, but. I want to see him go over to the AEW roster, actually, you know, eventually. I, I hope that's what they're planning. So that's why I say I was out. I want to see if they have him jump over there. I mean, of course, he's going to be able to help out ROH. All those guys, they are really great, too. But uh, I want to see what they do with him going forward beyond that. So just got to see it. We got to see if their money's where their mouth is, and they think they're so much better than WWE. Now it's all changed with creative, so you're really at a war with them now and see what you can really do. You got modern versus modern, a younger mindset versus younger mindset. It's not the old school anymore. It's going to change, and I think it's going to be for the better. We're going to see some true competition. With true competition Mm -hmm. and when it comes to debate, we actually have a good amount of comments to start us out here for the medial mayhem. Let's go ahead and go over these midway comments real quick. 
First of all, thank you fans who've been who are watching right now who've got some words to chime in for us. Uh, so far, we do have one person that's consistent. The chosen one has arrived, and he has this to say: "What's up, Salvation and Drew? Popping in, talking in, you know, here with the inner out sports debate. Thank you for being here, chosen one. We appreciate your participation." He says, that's a cool interview clip. That's legacy right there. Talking about that interview clip from Jacob Sexton that we played at the beginning of the show. Showcase near the beginning. We need OG Bray Wyatt. That's that's what he feels we need for WWE. So we need the original. He go, even goes in to say NXT Bray. Ooh. What do you think about that? We, you know, Ooh. You've seen the evolution of Bray Wyatt from start to, you know, since he hasn't been around the past year and a half. What do you think? Do we need NXT Bray? I feel like I kind of agree with that, but I bet you we won't. We, if he do comes back, and he probably will at some point somewhere. He's going to show up because he loves the business. I know he want to keep working. He still got it. I feel like they would never go back to that, though. They would take whatever he has when he left and maybe re, kind of reinvent it. Um, of course, like the game is about to change, no pun intended. Um I mean, it won't change today or tomorrow, but it's going to be a gradual thing where you might, that might be something that's possible. You know, I would love to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that'd be pretty interesting. You definitely yeah. have to go back to his roots if, for, you know, so to speak to do that. But yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we wanted to see him go forward. We don't want to see him go too far backwards. So we'll see chosen nope. one. We'll see what he does with that. We'll see, it's and we'll see where he shows up. If he shows up in another outside promotion as Wyndham, you know, like he was teasing before, or if he comes back as Bray Wyatt, we'll see it. It's been a long time coming. I think he's been gone long enough for the fans to miss him. He definitely did his ventures into um, doing the movies and stuff like that. I'm a, I'm a Bray Wyatt fiend, you know, fan. I thought he was doing great with that character up until they did whatever they did to get him out of wrestling. I didn't really like the way they did it with Alexa yeah. Bliss. I think it wasn't really a fan favorite for many people. It, yes, it dissolved so. the character right there, which now we're seeing TV 14 pop back up for Raw. So who knows? Maybe they can bring him back and get really creative with the character that they've changed it from PG era. That so, would be great. <laughs> what we can't see on SmackDown, we can see on Raw, and that's where he was showcased a lot. Was on Raw, exactly. So, I can see that. So we'll see, man. Definitely good point, chosen one. I like that. Yeah. He also says, "Good point with Flair, Drew." I think we've lost sight of that. I think talking about with uh, you know Shawn Michaels, you know, doing the job for him and what, what we we're going in with through that. I mean, it, I just, I, it's hard for me to see anybody else topping that. I love to see it, but I don't think at this point in not only that, but the venue. I mean, that was WrestleMania, the the Super Bowl of professional wrestling of all independent or big leagues. Okay, that's the Super Bowl that you can right. definitely agree. You know, with that, it's definitely. You know, it doesn't get any better than that. So it doesn't nowhere. I, that's why I can't. I don't want to take away from what you said because I think for the current juncture, mm -hmm. yes, that's why it's it's kind of a hard one to answer. So yeah, we're, I think we're both right. If we if we want to give it to ourselves, I think we're both right with that one. And then the chosen one has another one. Another this one's kind of wild. Goes off the rails a little bit. Cesaro, is what he meant will suck and get released. <laughs> what? They might make him suck, but he don't suck. <laughs> no, he doesn't suck. That's why I gotta pull this out. Hell to the no, to the no, 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 no. Hell no, no, to the no, no. Chosen one, what are you thinking? He's gonna come out here at least spell his name right. And at least get it right with the current age. His name is Claudio Castagnoli ever since he got released by WWE. He's no longer Cesaro anymore, chosen one. So why don't you stop smoking vitamins and get your comments together on my show? And, and with that said, this is how they really feel about your comments. 
lastly, because I got to make it a three for three. Here we go, chosen one. Ain't nobody got time for that. Thank you, Sandra Brown. Thank you. And I know because I edited the interview and it said her name was Sandra Brown. So, yes. Thank you, Sandra Brown, for that shout out to OSB. There you go. Take that, chosen one. Get your comments together. Stop smoking vitamins on my show and making comments. <laughs> so, with that, we, we've actually hit the medial mayhem. We've gone through our comments. we got two more rounds to get through. And with that, let's go ahead and take this into round four. Round four. With round four, we cover Cody Rhodes' injury will hurt the momentum he built up since his return to WWE. How do you feel about this, Ellis? Are you in or are you out on this? I'm out. Timing is everything. Now, all this stuff that's happening now, if it didn't happen, Vince out, I feel like it probably would have killed his momentum coming back. But this is the thing. If he can come back at the proper time and, I, you know, in the back of our heads, we know he's coming back after so many months whenever the doctor releases him. If the time, if all the stars align, this is right, and it's at a big event going into WrestleMania season, like, say, the Royal Rumble, and he's a, a surprise entry or, you know, somewhere around that time, I think it'll be he's right back in there, just where he left off at. Um, and, you know, he wants to go and get one of those big gold belts, one of those big championships on and honor his father. I can see that happen. I don't think his momentum is going to go anywhere. He's he's come back in that short period of time and done some big things in that last match. Woo. Y'all saw that. I mean, like, I couldn't imagine trying to pull that much time in a match in that type of match and the way that that match was worked. I mean, it couldn't have been no better for what he had going on at the time. And it was going back to earlier. We was talking about that story was telling and that exposed, you know, wound that he had there. All of that was telling the story and he got through that match. I think people go remember that. And then when he comes back, it's on. I th I'd say you, you covered that beautifully. I'd have to agree. I'm out on this as well. I couldn't have said it any better. Like the way he came out there with that torn peck, there's so many people in other less physical sports that wouldn't have came out with a torn peck like that. People don't even want to walk the mailbox to get their mail out of their mailbox when they got a torn peck, man. So, I mean, I like, you know, it, you know, yeah, it's, it's tough. Like, you know, you got a significant other in the house court. You'd be like, Hey, can you grab that real quick? I got a torn peck. I need to chill here. That's what the doctor said. Yeah. yeah. Cody Rhodes comes out there, takes his vest off, takes his coat off. And I swear there's the, I think the, the reactions at home, I mean, they, you know how there's certain uh, moments in sports history where they videotape, they video somebody because of their reaction was going to be in that moment. Yep. I swear we need a compilation video of like so many people's reaction to that because that would have been priceless. Just that the bruised area on that looked so painful just to take the jacket off, let alone go through a match for almost 15 minutes is what he yes. does. And um, let me and tell you, those chops but, hurt like hell. So to have that and then, whoo. It hurt us to watch it. And before I go further, it did because we both disagreed. It did unlock an installment of this. We finally got to that point of the show. We both disagreed on something. We've had points where we both agreed on something. We disagreed on the Chosen Ones comment that was that wild out, out loudish one. But 
With this one, we both disagree on the fact that Cody Rhodes was tough. Um, but the way he – I think if he would have possibly not had that match, even though we would have understood, I think that this even sent him even more over the top to where yes. we're really going to be looking at him as a top guy when he comes back. Yes, like you said, that. Royal Rumble is time right before WrestleMania. They're going to find a way to plug him in and at least get him into the main event scene at WrestleMania one way or another. Yeah. Will he win the championship? I don't know. Maybe they might make him wait till SummerSlam to make sure that his body can hold up after coming back and rehabbing, I think. Probably. I don't know if they'll throw the championship on him right away, but I think what he did in that match with the torn pec deserved a championship run right there, in my opinion, just because yes. you know when, when it's against the wall with him, he's mm -hmm. not going to go out there with a pussified injury and say, I can't go, boss. He's going to fight through it until the doctor says, yo, Cody, you got to sit at home for nine months. Yeah. Like, yeah, like that's literally what just happened now. Like, go out there and do this, but then we got to have some surgery, and you cannot go out there and do it again until you rehab. Because now you got to teach your body in that area over and over again what to do what you've been doing for over 20 years. Well, that's for about 20 years now. Yeah, that's hard. That's really hard. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you being a you know being a professional as well, you like you understand what it's like to you know have injuries, rehab, and and take time to heal up and stuff like that. Is it's mm -hmm. no joke, even though this stuff's pre predetermined. It's still a dance for real. You still got to go out there and take the bumps. You know it's coming, yeah. but it's, it's it's still tough. I mean, you know, it, it feels like a regular day at work, but sometimes this regular day at work consists of injuries, and you gotta yeah. go. You gotta go heal up from Keep them. going, and that's a hard thing to get in somebody's head unless you actually done something like that in any sport. Um, you know, you're still taking the risk of like, man, if you injure certain injuries again, do you come back? Like you've seen Triple H come back from two torn quads. Um, came back better than ever, um, you know, stuff like that. And I'm looking like, man, those those people at the time, I didn't know they finished the match with that type of injury that some people couldn't even stand on. You know what I mean? Like, they would have been carrying me or dragging me to the back probably, you know, because of the pain. Um, of course, you all there, your adrenaline, everything is going. I, I got this on because my elbow was kind of jacked up this past weekend. Um, and I didn't feel anything until after the match was over. I was like, hey, I can't really – it's just like a strain, though. It's a pull, but I couldn't really, I couldn't even wash my back up. I can't even bend it right. It's healing, though. Um, just that right there compared to all of those, like, injuries I just named and Cody Rhodes, it's just this small. So if you, it's hard to put it in somebody's head, but, like, if you got a broken leg and they say, you know, you want to go out there and go, and they say you can go if you want to go, and they tie that thing together and you keep going, that's some superhero stuff right there. Like, mm -hmm. I can't even tell you. <laughs> dude it's it's tough i'm i'm 35 and i still play baseball not to the extent level that you play that you're still doing professional wrestling but like i mm -hmm. i still play on the weekends we actually our team made the playoffs we actually start playoffs this upcoming mm -hmm. weekend so this is nice we were in the last place the last four seasons this is our fifth season so we started the team up and we went eight and five and we were in second place we made the playoffs. oh no my bad we're in third place at the 18th so we still made the playoffs after going from last to third and we got to buy this first past weekend we didn't have to do the play-in game so it's been yeah. nice man actually having a break and looking forward to playoffs and being legitimate mm -hmm. so it's and it's real but at the same time I, I can definitely sympathize with that like you know we get injuries out there we got mm -hmm. guys from 18 to 35 years old playing in our league so that are also mm -hmm. working regular day jobs still chasing the dream like myself i got a lot going same on here. but 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 yeah you got you gotta stay busy and stay motivated because if you don't stay busy what's the point of living if you're not having fun like you know a part of what we're doing we're chasing dreams, but we're having fun at the same time. That's what it's all about. Impacting other people to yeah. do the same thing as exactly. my goal to do. So I change it. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's fun. You know, we've, we've definitely yeah. we, and Cody Rose is definitely a, a, a staple to that. We got to give it to him yes. with that with that topic. And that's why I wanted to have him in here to discuss that for round four. And 
we got one more great round to go through, and that's the final round here on the Inner Out Sports Debate, episode 30 with Mr. Pollard. Let's get it in. Final round. And this is definitely one that hits home for him, and that is the independent scene has suffered tremendously as a result of the ongoing pandemic. And with your experience, you know, with this, you know, for the ongoing time like we've discussed, how do you feel about this? Are you in or are you out on this statement? And Yes, sir. So you got to look at it like this. I'm what we talked about earlier. I would consider myself part time. I'm older. I'm just being smart about it, really. Um, I don't have a point. I'm not going to try to make it to face Roman Reigns or the WrestleMania. You know, I'm not going to WWE. So. If you take all these independent scene, by the way, it's different layers of it. You have some places that have uh, get bigger audiences. Um, you get some places that get like you might have five, 10 people as opposed to other places that might have 40, 50 to 100 or a thousand, you know. So if you take all of that and you just take the equation out well, some of these people, this is all they do. They don't do a second job or a part-time job or a full-time job and do wrestling part-time some of them this is their life and career they travel all around the country all around the world and they make a lot of money off their merchandise this that the other when everything shuts down it was like everything else like especially in um say for like i, I work in dentistry couldn't do anything we couldn't do anything for three months um we had to rely on some other kind of way to get income like um you know state stuff like state money so you know, had to go fill out the paperwork and see what they could send you until, you know, the unemployment come through and everything. So I'm not sure what all these guys and girls did during that time um, who rely on that, you know, financial income. Uh, did they have to go back to work or find another job or what? Uh, I would like to talk to some of them to see just to get an idea. Um, and for me personally, being uh, I was doing it part time, it didn't affect me from the industry or wrestling standpoint, but I've been around people and talked to people um, somewhat locally. And I was really like at that point myself um, right now, I'm 47. So I was, it's a couple of years ago. It's right. Mid forties. I was kind of like, man, um, I should be done with this now. Like I, I was really considering it. It plays in your head sometime. I probably shouldn't be doing this now anyway, um, after the pandemic. And the only thing that really, changed my mind to be honest with you on a personal level i had a guy who was a close friend of mine and he started training at gxw ground zero wrestling training academy after me mind you so i was there way before him he got on shows before i did he just had the charisma and he just got it name was pork chop johnson john johnson rest in peace he passed away i found out um i think it was a few months afterwards i didn't know so oh, it was during the pandemic. Yeah, that was a tough one right there. That one hit home hard. I mean, I was bad from one night, and it, I don't like I said, I don't cry much, but that it just hit me because he was such a great guy. He would always check on me, like you know, you got stuff to work on. He'll call me, like call me up when you get a chance. I'm gonna talk to you about something. You know, he he held us responsible. So find out that he passed away. I was like, damn, I can't, I can't stop now. Like we used to always joke. Like my first match is gonna be my retirement match. I'm gonna go do the match and then I'm gonna announce my retirement. It's gonna be debut retirement. I used to joke about that all the time. And the sad thing is it almost sounded like that came true. I was like, man, well, in my head, I'm done with it. But when I found out he passed, it's like, hell no, I'm not done with it. I gotta do this 
if nothing else for him for his spirit like it just it, it gave me a new a new light to like continue on and i can honestly feel like i would never be as charismatic as him uh he just is he opens up the room it's a few guys i know that do that like ace montana several people that just have that spark that the fans just love it like you can't hate them and um just that alone just like i was like man i i just can't stop now like then that's where the other stuff clicked where i gotta help these other people become that you know what i mean so the pandemic changed a whole lot of that people couldn't really go train um especially here in virginia because it's it's regulated they they didn't allow it so um i feel like some people might have had to find their way um kind of on their own and in that content i think that it killed a lot of people's momentum if they were going through stuff it might have gave them a break physically um for a minute you know of course whatever they were doing on their own because a lot of the gyms were shut down i even had to get my own equipment um start getting stuff off facebook marketplace dick sporting goods like if they had flow models or whatever um and i often wonder what did a lot of these people do until they got back to do what they love doing um i think a lot of the promotions might have suffered it's not like they had big vince mcmahon money you know um uh, stuff like that so i think it really took a while to come back up because First, they were doing stuff that people shooting videos with no audience. Of course, like same as like you saw SmackDown and Raw. Of course, they had the little screens up there with the fans on. I thought that was great. Um, but the indies, they can't do that. Like they can do a lot of things, but they don't have that money to, you know, keep producing shows and stuff like that. A lot of them do shows that's um, pay-per-view quality shows, but on a smaller scale as compared to the big leagues. Um, and I, honestly, I think when it started coming back up, it really it ramped up pretty quickly as the you know train got the rolling but i think it i'm thinking it's a lot of people that just didn't get back like they were before all of the pandemic happened and you got all the um safety concerns and such you know and you know it just make you think like that's not just wrestling that's like that was across the board in a lot of um places like the restaurant industry and it's you know it's harder to get yeah, I don't know about wrestling, but it was harder for them to get people that wanted to still do that or uh, work with the public. Wrestling, I mean, it's a contact sport. You got to get in there. You trust them what you're in there with, whatever that may be. And then you got the fans and the crowds and the audience. You got little kids out there. So, like, I'm pretty sure some of that audience got affected. Like, I know a lot of shows I did um, more so recently was majority of them were outside. Like, the one we did last weekend, and it was great. How does I don't know what, but it was, you know, it was that extra layer of, I want to say protection, because you're more outside than closed in in some place. Um, and some of those places we wrestle in are pretty small. Some of them are pretty big. You just It depends on the venue. So um, I think going forward now that we went through that and got through that, we would know more so how to handle precautions and stuff. You know what I mean? So hopefully nothing like this happens again, but you just never know. No, uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's it's hard to prepare for something like what we experienced in 2020. Uh, it was absolutely nuts, and I hope we never go through it again. We're still technically dealing with it, but yeah. everything to what you said, I've got to agree. I'm in on this as well. I, I'll admit, I recycled this topic from episode 14 with the golden boy Greg Anthony when he was here because uh, mm -hmm. he's also another one who's experienced this. He's actually, like you were saying, a part-time wrestler, but he's the booker for Pro Wrestling Mid-South. 
in Tennessee. So um, in that Tennessee territory, and he had a lot of things that were very similar to uh, what you've said. You guys are on the very same page with a lot of what you were saying in the first and the the first topic and the last one were from that from the episode. The the other ones we we had from recent discussion. But with that, I wanted to get your insight on that. And you guys are so neck and neck with the same insights with that. You got it's because you've experienced it. Like he knows a little bit more into it because, like you said, you're doing the part time and you're doing the dental assistant stuff as well, which is great because you're giving back to people as well. You know, with their right. health too. I mean, your teeth are very important. So definitely, Maybe. kudos to you for for picking a profession where you're able to give back as well too. Uh, so very big highlight to you for that. With Greg, he not only does professional wrestling, you know, part time, but he's a full time booker. So he he's got the insight, you know, a little bit more dovished into. But everything that what you're saying, he's living it. So you guys are still on the same page with everything because you've experienced it all and been within in been in between the ropes. And it's hard with the way the pandemic has shut stuff down. Like you said, we're in Virginia. Regulations were different in Virginia what they were in Tennessee. And he even brought that up in episode 14 mm -hmm. and said, you know, with what I had where I was only shut down for like 90 days, you guys were shut down a lot longer than that. We so, about a year. Uh, yeah, he, you know, he was only shut down for 90 days, man. I believe it. I, I may be a little bit off, but it was very close. I want to say something wild outlandish, like everything was getting shut down and march and he was back up and running by june june or mid-july or something like that and i was when i really think about that it's like they yeah. their restrictions were much different there than here but yeah. we're near the heart of it where we're closer to the big apple and stuff like that there's a lot more traffic that comes through our way than there really oh, yeah. does is when you really think about it that's true so so when you put all that into perspective of course because we're so close to you know dc mm -hmm. and stuff like that you know where yeah. we get the the more the, the higher levels of exposure they want to say or whatever bs they want to throw at us that week <laughs> uh -huh. it was so wild to go through that experience it's still wild to go through it now and watch yeah. people double mask up and stuff it's like wearing <laughs> two diapers man like what is that really gonna do like What's what mean? is that really I, I so many things and the people that have their mask on their rearview mirrors too and oh, then they yeah. put it on their face like it's collecting dust, dude. It's they shouldn't be doing that at all. I can tell you about that. And the funny thing is, man, my gimmick before, um, way before this, back in the day, I started out. And, you know, we had a lot of rides, a lot of racial, a lot of stuff going on. I used to have a gas mask <laughs> when I came out. And then after I got rid of this, I had um, sort of one of those masks like a scarf that you could pull up. And it was pre-pandemic. So I like. Dang, uh oh, I hope I'm not a prophet because <laughs> it was almost <laughs> surreal, though. It was creepy. Like, I was like, damn, I was doing all of this stuff and teasing that way before this happened. Like, sometimes um, real life or reality and wrestling meet together. And, like, we were talking about earlier, that's the best storyline. It's like, you know, it's real. Hey, like we discovered, we don't live too far away from each other. If you got a hidden DeLorean over there, I'm gonna be coming over soon. Let's go back in time and see, or go to the future. Like, you know, we we need to be using this DeLorean for the good things and, it, and help us out and give back to the community too. But we need to help ourselves out too. Let's get this DeLorean up and running. I may yes. have a flux capacitor laying around here somewhere. We could figure this thing out. Get this done, my man. So we can do it. But <laughs> we do have some more comments to acknowledge before we get on out of here. But before mm -hmm. that, before we go into the mayhem culmination. We've got to acknowledge Mr. Pollard has finally, with this episode 30, he is acknowledged into the vault of fame here with episode 30. Ellis Pollard is here on the Inner Out Sports Debate. He joins the other list of mentioned names earlier in the episode, 
for episode 30, the second episode of Double Debate Monday. Can't wait to show you this next clip. He's got his championship with D.O. and Jeremiah Quimby, who were here for earlier this evening. Now it's time to check out the champ here, Mr. Ellis. Three and oh, episode 30. It's been an honor being on here with you. Finally, we finally got it together where we can meet and do this. And I hope it's not the last time. I probably got a thousand, one more things I could topics or whatever we could talk about. Uh, I wouldn't mind bringing on some other people that I know in the industry, and you know, we can go back and forth. Um, uh, you know, some of the local people too, um, and just shoot the breeze and see what, what we come up with, like you know. So, I mean, shucks, I want to thank all the people that made the comments or the one really, it was really one. <laughs> we got a few more. We got a few more comments yeah, actually over it with, with the very end one. But, but yeah, uh -huh. definitely shout out to them. Yeah. So, and what's that championship you got there? Before we go into the comments, tell us a little bit about that belt you got right there. This thing here, all right, back in the day, GXW um, Ground Zero Wrestling, where I started training, that was um, a guy named Dave who'd been in the industry for a long time and. I, I kind of um, found it by mistake. Uh, a long time ago, I saw this guy, Ron, his real name, but he was Pharaoh. I saw him wrestling at an NWA show locally. Um, and I wanted to see something like that because it was like, it wasn't WWE. I used to go, that's another story I'm going to have to tell you on another podcast because it's so long. But um, I used to go to WWE all the time. I never missed a televised event between a certain time period. So I was like, man, I want to see something smaller. So I found out about this show and somehow i ended up finding out about gxw which we're having a show uh in hopewell virginia so i went down there with my daughter um and then they said they were coming to richmond downtown so i was like oh man this is gonna be great i'm gonna go to these, these the show was phenomenal and he was up front up close so um long story short um the announcer came around and was like man you too can be a wrestler he was passing out flyers and so I grabbed one um, where he was passing them around and he put the mic in my face, said, what you going to do if you join and want to train to be a wrestler? It's like, I'm bring it. That's the only thing I could think of, not to mention the rock, but it just, that's what came out. So fast forward all those years of training, they had a, uh, at some point they had a trainee title, right? So this one was called the respect title. Uh, I don't know if you can see it. So, um, the aspect of that was hold it up, hold it up one more time for a good little solo. Not to not to okay. not to interrupt. I'm, I'm gonna go back. If I can, uh, there we go. See if I all right, we got it. it. All right, keep keep that story going, man. All right, so it came a point in time where this belt was like handed to the person that was really putting in work and learning and just working hard and every week, in and out, and the, the person that was the the leader of the training locker room. Everybody in that mama held that belt and they deserved it. And I was like, man, I've been here for a while. I've been learning. I must not be pushing it hard enough, whatever the reason was. So it came up to what's now is the infamous for us, the infamous last day of training. We didn't know this. We had a pretty much a classroom thing where we were doing history. And I was going back and forth with the guy. Uh, and I, I won up them. Uh, I answered one more, the last question. I forget what it was about um, the history of whatever history of wrestling or wrestlers we were talking about. And I ended up winning. So that's how I ended up with this. Fast forward, they stopped and I had the belt. And this was years ago now, um, like the better part of a decade now, I still got that belt. So technically I'm the longest reigning champion. <laughs> so I kept it because it, it just 
Like, I'm a, of course, I'm gonna take care of everything. I'm gonna, it's not gonna get messed up. It's here, it's here, Ron, Dave. I still got that belt. <laughs> so, but it means more than that, though. It's just like all of that stuff they did before I was there, all of them taking us on training and really caring about their people, not just putting them out there. Either you got it or you don't got it, and they'll let you know. And they'll push you as long as you wanted to be pushed to go however far you wanted to go. The fact that I never made it on to one of their shows before they shut down, it, did, it meant something to me. So I was like, man, well, if I don't do nothing else, I lived the dream of actually getting in the ring, learning the ropes, literally learning the business, learning how to set up, um, learning how you pay your dues, you know, all of that. And it all came down to that word respect. And for anybody that's going to get into this business, I mean, you got to you got to really sit back and listen. There's more to it than what you think um, mentally, physically, everything. And you got to be you got to be in it to understand it. You got to want to do it. Um, to whatever degree that is, everybody's not physically like I'm put together pretty well. I stayed in shape all these years and there's more to it than that. But um, unless you all in, don't get in it. I can tell you that now. It's not it's not the easiest thing in the world. It's as real as it gets. People always say wrestling's fake or wrestling. These guys and girls, they're athletes. Um, I guarantee you it's 100 athletes out there that's great at what they do, but can't just do this. Some can, but a lot can't. Um, all in all, you either want it or you don't. That's what it comes down to. It's all about that fire and that drive in the tank. No matter what you do, no matter what it is, no matter what yep. you want to put your energy behind. If you don't put that energy and that work behind it, you're not going to get the results that you really want. So keep yep. striving, keep pushing day by day. But that's a hell of a story about that background for that title. Thank you for sharing that with us here no towards the end of the show. I really appreciate that. That's a that's a great memento for you to have because you think about it, man. There's so yeah. many other legendary wrestlers that have gone to higher levels or about where you're at, but they keep certain belts. Like there's certain ones that, are, that mean something to them. Yes. It's not just something that they just throw on them and they carry them around. Like if you have that attitude – those are the ones that don't make it anywhere. If you really have a passion for this business and a drive for it, you're going to have something like you have, like a memento, whether it's one belt or 20. It doesn't matter the number. You have a hell of a story to say behind it. Like you just said, you didn't just came out here and say, I got a belt. I bought this on eBay or something like that. No, you had a story to come behind it. And thank you um, for sharing that with us. And with that, we do have some other things we got to share. We got to share one last round of comments from our fans. Let's go ahead and see what they got to say here at the end of the show. And here with the mayhem culmination, we got a few comments to go through. Not just the chosen one, we got another comment from, we got some comments from our boy Paul Schofield, who was here on episode 23. Oh, so it looks like, where do, where do I start out? So we finished off, oh, the chosen one came back with my, my when I went off on him with this. I don't smoke vitamins. Pat McAfee does, though. <laughs> Come to think of it, he. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. You no, know, he's. Yeah, I've, I'm a fan of his show. He has admitted to where he smoked vitamins, so you're actually onto something, chosen one. But we're not talking about Pat McAfee. We're talking about you. Pat McAfee isn't coming out here with these outlandish comments like you had towards the beginning and middle of the show. So yes, that's why I lit you up. So I hope we got some more comments here. I hope you didn't say anything else as well. I'm gonna light you up again. All right, right here. That was legendary by Cody. So yeah, we're talking about round four and, and him coming out with that torn peck. I'll get I'll I'll take back my last comment. I'll ease up on you, chosen one. I'll, I'll cool it down. <laughs> Peace goes here. 
Let's go. He's ready to rock. My man, I guess, just got off work. He's checking us out here towards the end of the day. Here for episode 30, the legendary episode 30. I'll get into that with my final word here in a minute. But the chosen one comes back. Can you get me work in wrestling? The thing is, uh, can, can you get work in wrestling? Um, you what, If you're local, um, you might, might need to hit me up on Facebook um, or wherever you're at. You're going to have to find a real good, solid place to, to learn the business and the trade, basically. Um, you kind of get yourself into wrestling. And you learn it as you go along. It's kind of hard just for me to say, yeah, I can get you into wrestling because I would be I would be up in WWE. I work backstage with them a lot with the catering and everything. But that's about as far as I got. I got some connections and, you know, I learned some things. But you get yourself into wrestling. You just got to find that avenue. And it's got to you got to know who's BSing you and who's not, too, because some some places might not really give you. They might just be working you where they're just maybe training you somewhat, using you as a puppet and taking your money. So. Do your research. And that's pretty, it's a real statement um, from others that I've interacted in within the business, like, like Greg and yourself and some others too. Like that's, I, I can tell just from doing this long enough and, and doing things with what I do here, I can tell that you can, it's easy to get BS. Like yeah. you got to be able to be um, pretty dedicated to your craft, no matter what it is, you need to be organized and need yeah. to have that drive there. And um, the results will show um, you need to have some type of portfolio, Mm-hmm. So you need to bring something to the table rather than a question chosen one. That's a good question. We're really not trying to give you a hard time with this one. Um, I think that was a real honest response by Ellis and myself, and there's nothing else you can really ask for when it comes to that because I've seen people being asked similar questions, not just about wrestling but other professions, and been mm-hmm. snubbed. So the fact that uh, we acknowledged it and you got a great answer there, thank you, Ellis, for taking the time to do that. Too. That was a great one. Uh, Paul Schofield comes back with, I'm in on this too, and this, this has got to be talking about the final round. I'm in on this too. Audiences are down. Participation is down, I would assume. Facilities are low, I would guess. These are just assumptions, of course, based on the other industries I'm more familiar with. I see. Hmm. Very, very, very uh, good statement there by Paul. Good call out with the final round discussion we had about the independent scene. Great insight on the independent scene, EP. He's talking about you giving great insight with uh, talking about that final round. Thank you. They're chosen one. You're trying to suck up to us now, it looks like. <laughs> Paul Schofield comes back with, I was late coming in. Well, hey, man, better late than never. You still got in while the show was live right here at the tail end. It doesn't matter how long you're here. It just matters that you're here. So thank you for taking the time to tune in with us, man. Thank you. Chosen one. That's a nice strat there. He's still sucking up, man. I guess he feels bad about that. (laughs) The comment here at the first part of it, but that is a nice strap. A great story with that. (laughs) Paul's very local with me, too. We actually grew up together. Says, I've met Pharaoh, I think. Oh, I'm sure Either Prince that. George or Hopewell yep. or something. It's been a while. It's been most likely. I'm doing some um shooting some um scenes with him and uh now um with this he got a film company called RC Creative that's gonna release uh independent series called Hybrid. Um I have to get back in touch with you on that once we get all that um stuff down. And he's gonna do a whole big um premiere at a local theater probably so i have to let you know when you know when that comes up and now let you put it out there in the world you know oh that's awesome yeah definitely let me know when that's going on definitely be tuning in for that and if there's y'all need any help or whatnot let me know i can offer what i can you know just like with just like with planning this out i'll live by google calendar man so Uh i gotta i gotta plan time out if i don't it's not happening there's so much going on the older you know how it is the older you get and the more priorities Mm. you gotta plan it out man i thought it was gonna be the opposite when i was younger but now it's like man i thought i'd be doing less doing 20 times more at least 
the world's changing. We got to change to keep up with it. That's just how it is. We got to yep. evolve with it. So I feel you on that. Paul comes back with Hopewell. There you go. Talking about the little shout out. You were talking about Hopewell earlier in that show that you did. So Stay he's Hopewell. talking about Hopewell giving a shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Legendary story of earning a belt. Respectable, says the chosen one. Talking about your discussion with how you earned that belt back over a decade ago. And Pisco gives you love for the longest reigning champion, as you were saying, in that in, in that company's history. There you go. So they can't take it back from you. If it's defunct, you are still the longest reigning champion until otherwise. So there you go, my man. You've definitely earned it here. With the end of the mayhem culmination, we only have one round left to go through. And that is the final round here on episode 30 of the NRL Sports Debate. Let's take it there. We've had some great topics throughout this episode and, you know, out of all the topics we've discussed or just anything with inside the ropes of wrestling that you want to get off your chest, take this time, my man, get, go ahead and get it on out with episode 30, make it historic, make it legendary. Speak your truth. Ooh, we now I come from a long history of people, neighborhoods, and it wasn't the most pleasant. Um, I had a pleasant lifestyle, but all right. The reason I got into wrestling was what now would, they would probably call bullying, right? So we used to have recess back in the day, early 80s, elementary school. The um, fact that I started watching wrestling was because of this. So it might have been a blessing in disguise. Somebody put me in a doomsday device. I didn't want them to do it. I didn't know what it was. I used to watch football and stuff. So I went home and started watching wrestling, right? And I started seeing what they were doing. I got hooked. So I started doing it back to them. They didn't want to play with me no more. So I'm a nice guy, but I came up in a hard area. And every now and then you had to scrap. I got in a fight once, lost my first fight, and I said I would never lose one again. So if you go through the whole history of everything, um, some people might take my kindness as a weakness, but uh, it's been some occasions where I came this close to a straight shoot. In wrestling, that means we're just going in. Somebody's going to get beat the heck up. So, you know, you got to be careful how you deal with certain people. And I want to be very respectful and not, not go that route. But realistically, it happens sometimes. Brock Lesnar had to straighten somebody out a couple of times live on television, told the guy to slow down. He didn't. He had to lay it in. So just a word of advice, like, you know, who's ever coming up next? Oh, it could be anybody. Uh, and, oh, Ethan Cross, I can't wait to see you in the ring again. <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't have spoken anything truer for a final word. That was great. Thank you for giving that here. And I, I've got a hundred percent follow up with what you said with what goes around comes around. So you play the game the right way. You know, if you do it, think good things will happen. And that's yeah. the motto I try to live by. And yeah. we do have a few more comments. I actually want to use my final word to get out here before we, they, they got them in right before we got out. And I'd like to use my final word to get these out. Paul goes with, I'm feeling that old school shirt, EP. Dope as hell. Haven't seen one in forever. Definitely great call out. Yeah, we don't see many with the old school logo. I rub the old school, man. I miss the old school. 
Man, it was legendary. That's what the great thing about the WWE Network was before this whole Peacock deal. Like, Peacock's still occasionally still go back and watch it for those who couldn't afford it. It's still access to the library, okay? But we had a little bit more access with WWE Network. It wasn't as censored, and that's what I really miss is the WWE Network going out, being able to go back and see it. And and Paul even just commented with the Attitude Era. Just fired right on in with the Attitude Era. I got to give it right to him. There he is. He's firing all cylinders right now. Yeah, you got to go on YouTube now to watch a lot of the old content. Then. You might have to go really dig deep to find some of that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The chosen one fires back in with this, and I think he's going to earn a degree for this one. That's going to be yeah. Vince already plotting his way back in his company. <laughs> Laughing emoji, and with that, we got to go with this. <laughs> I mean, look, the man still has 80% of the shares in the company, all right? Let's, yeah, let's just go back to the know. real cold, hard facts. However, he's not coming back. He's yeah. going to, whether he sell, he's going to sell them off to his family one way or another, or he's just going to hold on to them until he dies, and then they're going to be left to the family. So either way, he can still flux, he can still flex and make his way back in, but at this point, why? He's almost 77. He's, yeah. he's laid a foundation for that company that you cannot replicate. Uh, it's, it's, you can't change it. He's not coming back. So, and why would you at this point enjoy your retirement? Still stay busy and find other ventures to get to. You can help the rock out with the XFL if you want. You yeah. started it before. Now you got the time. I mean, all seriousness, now you got the time to contribute. That's so, true. just because you retire from one thing, there's people who retire from something they did for 30 years and they do something else. Yeah. If you stay complacent and you sit at home and you do nothing with your retirement, you're going to die soon. You got to stay active. Yes. No matter whether you're knitting or you're doing gardening or you just get another job because you you just like working. You I mean, you get yeah. to just choose wisely. Don't work in a warehouse factory. I mean, you're Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're not going to do that. But <laughs> he's going to do something with his time. We just don't know what it is. I hope he doesn't stay completely out of the spotlight, even though it was kind of a hard way to go out with the way he went out with all those allegations. We don't have to get into all that right here. That's not what our time is here for. But I think that he's not coming back. And with that, you get one more installment of this chosen. Hell to the no, to the no, 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 no. Hell no, no, to the no, no. <laughs> and I think that Sandra Brown speaks for the WWE talent with this. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Absolutely. So. With that, I use my final word for one last bit of entertainment. Thank you, fans, again for commenting throughout this episode. Thank you for being here with me and with Mr. Pollard here for one great episode 30 here this evening. We've gone over a little bit over an hour there, sir. We've had a great time here. And and like you said earlier, I hope we do this again. Same here. So we're going to have to stay in touch and and keep this going. And we'll see. Hopefully, before too long, we get you back in here. Yes, sir. We only have one more thing to do and that is look at one badass outro for mr ellis pollard i'm drew willingham everybody stay safe out there in these streets (laughs) 